Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Late December 2019, OSHA published a letter of interpretation it wrote on September 6, 2019. In the letter to OSHA, the anonymous questioner asked if there is a specific OSHA regulation that prohibits the use of headphones to listen to music on a construction site. While OSHA's response was focused on the construction industry, the message applies to any workplace. OSHA stated that there is no specific OSHA regulation that prohibits the use of headphones on a construction site. I will add that there is no regulation that prohibits the use of headphones, earbuds, or radios in any workplace. OSHA said employers are required to protect employees from overexposure to any sound. The permissible exposure limit for sound is 90 decibels on the A-weighted scale, or DBA, which I'll simply refer to as decibels for the remainder of this podcast. This is 90 decibels averaged over 8 hours for both construction and general industry, but hearing loss can begin as low as 85 decibels. It's important to discuss this. I am routinely in manufacturing facilities that are relatively noisy due to the production equipment, let's say just below 85 decibels, because that is the action level for sound in general industry. There is no action level in the construction industry. The action level is the threshold where employers must take action to prevent employee harm to overexposure. Employees in these workplaces are often permitted to bring in personal radios and place them in their work area and adjust the volume so they can hear it just above the running equipment and above the volume of the radios of their peers. Typically, people adjust their radios so that they can hear them above the background noise, adding 3 to 10 decibels to the overall sound level. The exact amount depends upon the person, how much he or she wants to hear the radio above the background noise, and where the radio is placed. So these employees who had a noise exposure that was just below the threshold of needing to be in a hearing conservation program, now have a sound exposure that pushes them over the threshold. Ultimately, the employer is creating a more unsafe work environment, one that is more likely to lead to permanent hearing loss, and a workplace that now requires the expense of audiograms, training, the purchase of hearing protectors, and management follow-through to ensure all aspects of the program are adhered to. I'm surprised that employers allow employees to use personal radios in these situations, only because they don't want to deal with the ramifications of unhappy employees. Most notably, but easily overlooked in the letter of interpretation, OSHA states that the employers must ensure sound through headphones must also not exceed the 90 decibel 8-hour average. Yes, employers need to ensure that employees wearing headphones and earbuds are not exposed to sounds in the ear above the 90 decibel average, sound caused by the headphones or earbuds that the employees are choosing to listen to on their own accord. When employees are using headphones or earbuds that do not limit the sound output and they are really cranking the music, it can easily achieve a sound level of 100 to 110 decibels. At 110 decibels, an employee can only listen to that level of sound for one half hour without risk of long-term hearing loss. Most modern smartphones have the ability to limit the maximum output of the device, but I know of no employer that enforces a maximum headphone or earbud volume. Smartphones that are sold in Europe are required by law to limit their maximum output to minimize the potential for hearing loss from extended listening. This is not the requirement in the United States. In addition to the volume limits on smartphones, there are headphones and earbuds available that limit their maximum output. This feature is commonly seen in devices for children, but more and more devices for adults have it too. 
Possibly a better approach for some employers would be headphones and earbuds that are rated hearing protectors, so they are tested and function just like earplugs or earmuffs, cutting the ambient noise reaching the ear. But these headphones and earbuds are then equipped with speakers that limit the amount of sound generated so employees cannot be overexposed. A Google search for hearing protection headphones will turn up many such products and prices ranging from $15 to more than $100 per pair. Employers need to be aware, however, that several vendors sell earbuds that look just like foam earplugs. These earbuds are not rated for hearing protection and are often not volume limiting, so employees can be easily overexposed to sound. Always make sure you ask for a copy of the EPA noise reduction rating that is provided with all legitimate hearing protectors. There are other issues created by too much noise. For example, struck by hazards are one of the leading causes of death in construction. It's the employer's responsibility to ensure that employees are not exposed to struck by hazards while performing their work. Listening to music may produce a safety hazard by masking the environmental sounds that need to be heard, especially on active construction sites where attention to moving equipment, heavy machinery, vehicular traffic, and safety warning signals may be compromised. In the manufacturing environment, employees may not be able to hear alarms and warnings, which creates other hazards. So here are my suggestions for employers. Evaluate the sound levels in your facility to know what sound levels your employees are exposed to. In general industry, if employees are exposed to over 85 decibels for an 8-hour average, just one working day a year, they need to be included in a hearing conservation program. For construction, it's 90 decibels because OSHA just likes inconsistency. Next, assess what employees need to hear in the work environment. Do they need to hear alarms, notices, alerts, or warning devices on moving equipment? And can they hear these alarms, alerts, and warning devices over the background noise levels? If not, that needs to be addressed. With this information, you can decide if you want to allow the use of radios, headphones, or earbuds. But remember, if you choose to do so, make sure the volume of these devices is limited to less than 85 decibels to minimize the potential for hearing loss. Ultimately, it is up to each employer to assess the appropriateness for employees to use personal radios, headphones, or earbuds in the workplace. Even if you do not allow the use of these devices in the workplace, make sure you know what level of noise employees are exposed to. There are many smartphone apps that will provide you with sound level readings. However, they do not meet the performance requirements of noise dosimeters used for compliance purposes. So, if your smartphone app says the employees are exposed above 80 decibels, I would encourage you to have an expert conduct noise testing using an approved device. Many insurance company loss control staff will do this at no charge. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, create a safer workplace and email me if you have any questions or suggestions.